episode number 192, Real Talk About GM. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for an exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Well, it's been a rough week. <laughs> it, it has indeed. If, if you <laughs> are working at a certain number of plants uh, in uh, General Motors land, but we're going to, this is basically going to be uh, an episode where we're just going to talk. Uh, we're going to go yep. over the news that that was sort of surprising, uh, that dropped first thing Monday morning, and uh, we're going to go from there. Yeah, it was, um, I, 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 w- I was slightly shocked, but not as shocked as a lot, a whole lot of uh, thousands, thousands of other people. Thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, mean, where do we yeah. start with the with the? I want, let's start with Sunday night. Sunday night news started leaking, leaking rumors mm-hmm. that Oshawa, the plant they used to build the fifth generation Camaro, was going to close. Now, That's obviously, right. people were freaking out with with good reason because that plant is the lifeline of that city and of Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I think it was CTV broke the news story uh, Sunday night, and then um, all the media outlets were picking it up. They said there was a rumor that there was going to be an announcement Monday morning, and um, Monday morning at 9.30 a.m., Mary Barr held a news conference here in Detroit and announced quite a few things. Several shocking, several kind of not. This is going to be strictly... What she what she talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's several different plants that are, are scheduled for. Um, how, how do they put it? No more product. So uh, I don't know. They come out and say we're closing this plant. They say it's scheduled for not having any more product or something past a certain date in 2019. One of those plants is Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. The other is the Hamtramck assembly plant. Another is the Lordstown Assembly Plant in Ohio. Another is the Warren Transmission Plant here in Warren, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. What was the other one? Was it in... Let me see. Let me kick up one of these articles here. Because everybody... Uh, this has been nonstop news here in Detroit. Nonstop. Because obviously this is... <laughs> whew. This is going to be tough for a lot of people. And uh, it comes at a point in time right now where it's a very hard time to, um, to swallow, basically. Just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so uh, General Motors announced plans to close the Detroit Hamtramck assembly plant and Warren transmission operations in Metro Detroit. GM will also close the Oshawa assembly plant in Oshawa, Ontario, the Lordstown assembly plant in Lordstown, Ohio, and also... The Baltimore operations in White Marsh, Maryland. Uh, This is going to affect 14,200 employees in North America, 8,000 white-collar jobs, and about 6,200 factory worker jobs. But more uh, more people that will be affected for every auto assembly job, 
There are tens of thousands of spin-off jobs throughout North America, industry and analyst uh, uh, estimate. So basically, the, what it comes down to, when you when you shutter a plant or, or close a plant, uh, all those all those people who work there mm-hmm. and spend their money, oh, I don't know, at the local party store, restaurant, gas station, uh, uh, hardware for, for, store. For those who are not from the Midwest, a party <laughs> store is equivalent to a convenience store. <laughs> um, it's going to devastate those communities. Let's just talk about the Hamtramck plant or the Warren plant. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's take Warren. And the whole Clinton Township, Sterling Heights, and surrounding area, there's a lot of independent small machine shops that are suppliers of parts mm-hmm. and tools and dyes and things like that. That 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 assembly, that Warren, that one little Warren plant alone depends on. All those shops are out of business. Yep. It's not just the people that work in the factory. It's the it's the people that own businesses that that supply the factory. <sighs> I'm so torn on this because, you know, with me being from that area and you still living that area and us being in the automotive realm, at least in terms of media, it's very, very painful to hear, especially for Oshawa. We made friends with people at Oshawa. Yes. There's, there's, there's workers who are just devastated who are working there. Uh, And, and for, you know, obviously you, you try not to get your emotions involved in business a lot of times. I know it's hard. And, you know what? I, I'm not going to sit here and criticize Mary Barra because you know what? She's the CEO of GM and I'm not. And there's a reason for that. That's right. Uh, she's a very smart, smart woman. And um, uh, I only have faith that her and the board are, are doing what's well for the shareholders of General Motors. Um, what does this mean for jobs? Well, under their UAW contract, factory workers have the option to be relocated if jobs are available in order of seniority. Um, let's talk about the cars that are going away. I was just looking at some numbers here. Chevrolet the Volt. Cruise. Oh, you want to start with the Volt? The Volt. Something that was so revolutionary uh, under uh, Bob Lutz mm-hmm. when he was at the helm there. Um, Chevy Impala. Iconic name. Well, actually, hold tight on that. Let's just also add some business numbers to each car that you're you're okay. mentioning. Yeah. According to USA Today, in the first nine months of 2018, sales of the Volt fell, just round up, 16%, 15.9. We'll say 16% mm-hmm. compared to a year earlier. That's that's a healthy chunk that they've missed. Okay. Then the Impala, their sales declined 13.4%. Next. The Chevy Cruze. 26.5%. Sales drop. Cadillac CT6. 10.6. Buick LaCrosse. The Buick hand... Okay. Um, <clears throat> 14.2%. So so what they're saying is, is consumers are have, have moved uh, to buy more SUVs and trucks and fewer cars. Okay. That's right. I can see the trend. You know, gas prices are low now. I mean, we we've been doing this podcast now for, what, 13 years? And that has always been something we've complained about. Gas prices. Yeah, we used to start every episode with gas prices and weather. (laughs) (laughs) Because both of them sucked. Dude, I just filled my car up today. I was paid like $2.19 for for a gallon of gas. $2.19. Oil's low. 
and, and gas prices are, are, are dropping. So that, I guess that's a good thing. But uh, that just means people are, are not, not into cars anymore. They, they, they want the, the Equinox. They want the Traverse. They want the Suburban, the Tahoe, the Silverados, right? That's right. What's, what's left? What is Chevrolet going to have left after these cars go away? Well, here's the deal. Um, we've got the, for cars, it is the Spark, the Sonic, and the Malibut. That's what I used to call them. And the Bolt. Val's Malibu. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. So so four cars. Spark, Sonic, Malibu, and Bolt. Yes. Okay. Now, remember last year we talked about how Ford decided they weren't going to be doing cars anymore. That's right. They said the only cars they were going to produce is the, the Mustang. And, and some... Little one of their EV cars, one of the Ford EV or something Fiesta like the Focus, something like that. I don't know. the Focus or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the Focus EV or something. Something like that. So I mean, this is definitely a trend. Um, I think uh, I, w- I wouldn't doubt if uh, FCA would come out and do something similar. I know FCA has been cutting costs. Mm-hmm. They did that a, like a year or two ago by doing now. What what I what I think people don't understand is they think, well, man, GM is really hurting, man. Oh, they got to cut all these jobs. It's not true. Actually, they're very healthy, a very healthy company right now. But they're future casting. They they're so they have to look so far ahead, farther yeah. than any consumer yeah. can understand. Right. And and they yeah, all these cars that they're cutting. They're not selling. There's a movie theater here in Springfield, Tennessee. It's an old, old movie theater. In fact, um, Val and I went and saw, saw was there were there once. Mm-hmm. Saw a Star Wars movie, and I am going somewhere with this. It was the kind of movie theater that's very long and narrow instead of very short and wide. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the modern. So it's it's really really old, and it was kind of run down. But it was really cool to see a the a Star Wars movie was it two years ago, whatever came out then, uh, Rogue One, I think it was, and. Uh, and then a few months later, we saw that they're closing down because they weren't getting business. And here my wife and I are going, oh, God, that sucks. And then I'm like, well, in the two years that we've lived here, we went there once. So what do we expect? Same goes for these cars. People weren't buying Impalas. People weren't buying Volts. People weren't buying any of these cars. They, they, had, they can't keep pumping cars out, out of the factory that nobody's going to buy. Just because the consumers say that they should right. when they're not going to buy the cars. And they haven't been buying the cars. Yeah. That leads me to my next question. How do I phrase this? Just by looking at the cars that you're saying are not selling. Mm-hmm. Right. And by the numbers we looked at. Yep. Camaro's down over 24% from last year. So um, it's selling less than the Cruze. Selling less than the Impala. How obviously there's a case for the Camaro. I'm and of course we're we're gonna we're gonna be saying hell yeah you better make that Camaro <laughs> hell yeah. But if it, it's not, I don't think it's a simple numbers war out there. I I don't believe that. Well, I don't right. believe I mean, just... it's black and white. You can't just look at a number and say this car nobody's buying it because it's down twenty four percent. You can't say that. There's so many external variations to to that sale true we were just scratching the surface and using those numbers as a reference point right uh, but but to your point we've been talking about this all along it's not how many cars camaros that they sell it's how much money they make off each one right 
I remember a person whose initials are SS uh, <laughs> was telling me at uh, Camaro Fest earlier this year. I think I think he was talking about I, maybe it was the previous generation Impala or maybe Monte Carlo. I know. Gosh, I wish I could remember. You know, his head is full of of stories. Maybe it was a, the Saturn. I think it was the Saturn that General Motors lost like twelve hundred dollars off every Saturn they sold. Makes perfect sense as to why they got rid of Saturn. So if sales are down and they were already losing money or even breaking even, that's not sustainable. So it comes down to profit dollars. Yeah. Camaro is 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 uh, they, they probably make good money off it. Okay, let's just so. say because it starts at twenty six uh, twenty five thousand dollars. The uh, the uh, cruise you know the whatever starts at what sixteen. Yeah, they're a lower lower 16. price car. But then there's also the Cadillac, the XT6 and the CT6. Is that the one? Let me go back to the news article. XTS and CT6, very different types of vehicles yeah. that, you know, they've got they've got other things going on too. <sighs> another it's thing, painful. Another thing people are saying is, are tariffs to blame for this? Uh, President Trump's tariffs. It's a great um, question. Um, analysts say tariffs on steel and aluminum in, in President Donald Trump's trade war are a headwind for the automobile, but not the central reason for GM's move. Um, this is quoted, and I'm, I'm, I'm quoting a, a Detroit Free Press article, and I'm going to link this up in the show notes. It says, I believe that GM did a full review of the market side of their future products, needs, and compared that to their manufacturing footprint and strategically concluded that these were all the plants they no longer needed. And they're saying this is kind of a correction, Correction in the labor in the, uh, let's see, uh, a correction said Kristen uh, Diswick, Vice President of Industry, Labor and Economics at the Center of Automotive Research in Ann Arbor. GM plants are building more cars that people just don't want to buy. This has very little to do with tariffs, though I'm sure there's a small part, but that is about the fundamentals of business. Uh huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is this well? F- first of all, I, I know I saw the news headlines, and Trump is going bat crap over this. And well, of and, course, I mean he he has an agenda of America first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get political here. We're going to simply tell no, you the facts. Not not at all. What he's saying, what they're saying. Um, and this does not lie within his America first. When he's touting that um, jobs, 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 and now all of a sudden General Motors is just slashing upwards of almost 15,000 jobs, of course he's going to be pissed. <laughs> right. So what's Mary Barra supposed to say? Exactly. Okay, we'll keep cranking out cars that, A, we were probably, we're going to make the assumption they weren't making money off each car. A, we're losing money on, and B, nobody buys anyway. And then if people say, well, we bailed GM out, they shouldn't be killing it, you know, screwing us over. Okay. We gave you a bunch of money, General Motors, to fix your problems. Do you want us, do you, do you, do you want General Motors to dig more holes so you can fix them again for them by bailing them out again? Because they can't lose money. Right. I, I, and let's remember now, people, GM paid back all those, all that, all those loans. (laughs) Yes, we, we did give them a loan for a bailout, mm-hmm. yes. Kind of funny how people back. forget all about that. Yeah. Um, here, here's the time frame here for when this all this is going to go down. 
next year. Um, the, the, in Hamtramck, um, the production of the Lacrosse and Volt will end March 1st, 2019. Cruise production will end March 1st, 2019. The CT6 and the Chevy Impala will end production June 1st. Now, I know they build the Impala in Oshawa. They also build it here in the U.S. Uh, my wife has a 2014 Impala, and that, was, that one was built in Oshawa. And it was funny because when I was in Oshawa, our good friend Mike Judge, who still works at the Oshawa plant, had an mm-hmm. Impala, and his Impala was built in Hamtramck. <laughs> it was funny. He's like, I got a U.S. Impala. I was like, I got a Canadian Impala. But yeah, um, stock was up, dude. Um, so the business world think this is a huge plus. They like what GM is doing. Stock was up 6%. That's big. That's big. Dude. Let's think about this for a minute. Let's go back to this. Let's go back to, so it's going to be the Spark, the Sonic, the Malibu, and of course the performance cars, Camaro and Corvette, the Bolt. And then we got the Trax, the Equinox, the Traverse, the Tahoe, the Suburban, the upcoming Blazer. You got the Colorado, the Silverado 1500, the all-new Silverado coming out, and the Silverado HD, and then commercial, which, you know, you got to have. So it's trucks, SUVs, some performance, and some cars. Yeah. Maybe down the line they're going to find that the, the Malibu and uh, the Spark are going to go away too. I, w- I wouldn't put it past them. I, I, I wouldn't either. Um, well... I don't know. It's hard to sell. Hard to sell. Hard to tell and hard to sell, apparently. I, I, I can't help but think back to another time when we, we touched on the Camaro being maybe threatened, maybe? Nah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not, but we t- touched on the concept of it, and it made me think right back to the 90s when we were when the Camaro and Firebird were initially planned to, 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 to well, let's just say it, die. And and it's not the the factory isn't running out of product. They're shutting it down. Don't use euphemisms to try to gloss over that fourteen thousand people are going to use their job, lose their jobs. Yeah. Okay, right before it, Christmas. Well, yeah, right before Christmas. You're shutting it down. That's yeah. how that's how it works. Yeah. Let's you know don't don't insult them that way. Um, I was looking at just just numbers. What's 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 a gallon of gas there in Detroit right now? Uh, I just paid like two. Was it two eighteen, two twelve a gallon, something like that. Okay, it's about twice that now since 19... I look at some numbers from 1995. Uh, cost of a new home, 158000 Median household income, 34000 Okay, but the important part of here is the cost of a gallon of gas is a buck fifteen, And that's when everybody's buying trucks, everybody's buying SUVs, and it, and now we're at $2 and, and change a gallon. And, uh, oh yeah, and let's just say, by the way, what, what do you know what the federal debt is right now? No idea. Um... Apparently, it looks like it's, uh, uh, oh, my God. That can't be right. Oh, look at all these commas. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's a million. That's billion, okay, $21 trillion. Okay. Federal debt in 1995 was $4 trillion. So where am I going with this? Well, I wonder if we're not just seeing a little bit of the 90s all over again. Mm-hmm. Gas prices and everything, and then when the big crash comes in the, I don't know. Well, let's see, gosh, there could be a recession coming, dude. Yeah, and then gas prices shoot up, and then, 
I don't know, Trump gets angry and starts bombing the crap out of some places that have a lot of oil. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. I don't even know what he's up to anymore. I, I stopped paying attention. <laughs> sort of. Um, you know, what's going to happen? Are they going to start bringing back little economy cars after they've whacked the uh, the spark? I don't know, dude. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, okay. We, we, done, we, did this, we did this with Manny uh, when he was on the show a couple episodes ago. You know, let's look into our crystal balls here. Let's uh, let's say five years from now. What is General Motors' vehicle lineup going to look like? I don't know, but if they go according to plan, they're they're really going to be focusing on EV, green EV, and autonomous vehicles. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Are we going to have an electric Camaro? Probably. I don't know. I think by then. I think we will. If, if not, it'll be in the making, in the, in the works. It's it's tough. It's tough. We don't like change this way. We like we like things the way that we are, <laughs> the way that they are. We don't we don't like to see people lose their jobs, um, especially some that are friends. Yeah, exactly. And I I mean personal friends of ours, Chris. <laughs> as, I know. As well as I know. I, I think everybody that lives on the uh, eastern side of the continent knows somebody that works at an auto plant. If not dozens of people. Yeah. So this impacts all of us. The one thing I will take issue with, and that's the way this all went down. Mm-hmm. And and the way the the workers had no warning of this was they're they're, they're basically you know shocked, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. Once again, I I really can't I can't say I would have done it any better, but I can tell you what I would have done differently. I would have rolled out this news along with the rest of the world to our employees, gathered all your employees, you know, put somebody in the plant, um, you know, and, and let this information, even roll it out right before the, the, the press conference. It, it sucks that you got to go to work and, and have the media, hey, how do you feel about losing your job? What are you talking about? Exactly. That sucks. That sucks. And I don't think that's good business. Because I believe all the workers at Oshawa walked off. I think they would have walked off no matter. They would have walked off no matter what in protest of of the news. So they would have walked no matter what, and you can't blame them. I I think that had they given them warning, there may have been repercussions. (sighs) Yeah, I, I I even hate to say this out loud. I guess I'll try to use the term humorously, somebody going postal, you know, you know, when I lost my job this, uh, this early this April, they did a bunch of cuts a week beforehand and they had the police there and everything just to be, keep things um, civil. I'm sure they also did it, all these auto plants as well. Could they, could they have done it better? Yeah. But I I I wouldn't want to be in anybody's shoes in this situation. No way. No way. There was another article that said that GM really kept this secret yeah. before they released the news. I would say, sort of, sort Maybe. of. If you if you went back several episodes ago, um, around our SEMA episode, we talked about something weird. It was it was weird this year at SEMA. Um, usually, GM has a kind of like a pre uh, press conference here in Detroit before they bring out the vehicles to to Las Vegas for the SEMA show. And they, very celebratory. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that this year. Uh, they used to have a, a giant media event where they do a press conference. 
Um, bring out celebrities. Show the vehicles. Big glitz, glamour, food, booze. You know, it's huge. It's it's very Famous big. People. Uh, they've been doing it since I've been going to SEMA. One mm-hmm. every year. This year, they didn't do it. The show this year, um, it was, it, it looked the same, but it didn't feel the same. The the people behind the brands weren't there, and there there seemed to be a lot less cars than they than they would normally bring. So that kind of led us to believe something's going on at GM. You know, some yep. of the, we noticed some of the media contacts have kind of disappeared or moved on or been shuffled or so. We're like, oh well, maybe GM is just doing an internal thing, but. No. I think they're, they're tightening they're, their belts. They're they're tightening their belts. They're saying, okay, yeah, we don't need to do this this year because this costs too much money. And what's the return on it? Okay, nothing. Okay, let's let's axe that, and let's do this. Um, so, so. I bet just the way you described it, though, I bet you there was a personal vibe there. You know, like people, like like like, and there's there's times when you go to SEMA and there's electricity. When you go to that display yeah. with the people that are working the display, you feel it. They're excited about the cars. They're excited to talk to you. And I wasn't even there this year. I'm sorry to say, but just based on what you told me, it seemed like they were just kind of, they were kind of just there kind of like I'm just doing another show because they probably had an idea. They probably felt it. Mm-hmm. And you know how they normally on the side, um, in the convention center, they would have, um, you know, like uh, Corvette drives with people from Spring Mountain mm-hmm. over yeah. there. And like Danica Patrick was driving people around and all sorts of NASCAR drivers have driven people around. They didn't even do that this year. They they did nothing. They were just phoning it in. They they didn't do it at all. And that, that was real. I was like, wow. They, they're not even doing the drives again either. So, yeah, they're they're saving money. They're saving money. Mm-hmm. You know, they're there. They're there. And I'm glad they were there. But... It was, like I said, it was different. It was different feeling. Different feeling. I'm trying to look at their their, their, their mm-hmm. corporate word on their, their page. It says that transformation, transforming the global enterprise to advance the company's vision of zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. Taking cost actions and optimizing capital expenditures to drive annual run cash savings of approximately $6 billion by year-end 2020. So... Everything that they're doing here, they're saying that they're going to be saving that much money. Well, okay, see, so this is how they this is how they say they're they're going to close the plant. They don't say they're going to close the plant. They are unallocating um, things. They are unallocating cars in 2019 for Oshawa, Detroit Hamtramck, Lordstown Assembly Plant, and and Warren, Ohio. Propulsion plants that will be unallocated in 2019 include the Baltimore operations in White Marsh, Maryland, and Warren transmission operations in Warren, Michigan. Hmm. Barra said that these actions will increase the long-term profit and cash generation potential of the company and improve resilience through the cycle. Hmm. That's what businesses have to do. And sometimes it sucks. It does. It really sucks. We've met Mary... And from what we can tell, Chris, I think you'll agree with me on this, that she's not that type of uh, person that'll put on a smile in front of the camera, but is otherwise a ruthless, uh, cruel business person running a machine. 
she's a very nice lady personally. Mm-hmm. And I know she cares a lot about General Motors. And and generally, I'm sure this was probably a, a really hard decision that she had to make <clears throat> to all those, you know, employees at, at, uh, that work for General Motors. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knows. She, she's you can't, been, you she's can't been make in the a trenches. decision. I know. She's been in the trenches. She's been there. Yeah. That's what and I like about it. And her. it's not just her decision either. Right. There's, this was probably being talked about for months. If not years. That's right. And it wasn't just her saying, that's it, and banging her fist on her desk saying, we're going <laughs> to cut these cars and who gives a crap, you know, and whatever. And then suddenly she became Southern. Who gives a crap about their Silverado HD? And, no, she... She's the she's the figurehead. She's the leader, but she's not the sole decision maker. This is just such a downer. Yeah. If there's if you guys are listening out there and you want to comment or you are one of those those folk who are, who are probably going to lose your job, we want to hear from you. I want yeah, to hear abso- how do, how do you feel? What is your opinion? Um be you can be as raw as you want. Just please be respectful. That's, uh-huh. that's what I asked. Um, we don't have any voicemails this week, but we we encourage you to call in and discuss this topic with us. Rationally, please. Rationally. And here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Yeah. So Something I want to say we're 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 not we're we're taking a very neutral stance on this. We know it sucks, but we know it sucks for everybody, not just not just the potential buyers that may have been interested in a cruise, well they still have a chance, but not not just the uh, the the workers, but also those who had to make the decision. I mean, this is going to it's not just the, just the factory workers either. You know, like we said it's a lot of white collar jobs as well. So it's it's almost like trimming I was gonna say trimming the fat, but that's not right. It's it's pruning the tree so it grows stronger and taller. I mean, there's a lot of euphemisms for it, but the fact is, it sucks, and we feel for everybody around. We hate to see it happen, and we hope that something much better comes out of it eventually. That's the plan. That's the goal. That's the reason for this. I'm just reading some breaking news here, dude. Uh oh. GM's president Dan Ammon is leaving General Motors for wow. cruise automation. For, uh, brought to you for for cruise automation, a different company, I guess. Uh, Dan Ammon, Aman or Ammon, uh, I, I know I've met him before. Really, uh, wow. Uh, breaking news from uh, GM Authority and from Manny. Uh, aftershocks haven't stopped yet from uh, this week's news of General Motors unallocating plants. Um. As General Motors President Dan Ammon has vacated his role and will now become Chief Executive Officer of Cruise Automation, pushing aside founder Kyle Vogt to Chief Technical Officer. Cruise Automation, led by Vogt, was reportedly floundering with meeting targets. The announcement is seen as a huge blow to GM's executive talent. Eamon, uh, or Ammon, he's only 46 years old. Has been as old as... <laughs> he's a year God. younger than me. <laughs> he's the same age as I am. I'm a loser. Uh, Ammon, 46, has been vital in every major business decision set forth by General Motors since he joined the company in April of 2010 as Vice President of Finance. 
His first major project with GM was to manage the company's initial public offering. Wow. Well, it's going to keep on going, dude. It's going to keep on going. Well, just doing a Google News search, since we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, you know, first one that comes up in my results, General Motors may shed jobs, but Chevy still sticks with NASCAR. <laughs> but the next one, but the next one is called is General Motors ahead of the curve by a new source called Seeking Alpha. I don't think I've heard of this before, but, um, it mentions what we talked about before Ford was, we already knew that was doing it. And, uh, and Fiat Chrysler may follow suit. Another article by Forbes. She stopped these damn pop-ups. No, I don't want to join your stupid mailing list. I don't care about your cookies. Why the General Motors layoffs were strategic. And it goes, kind of gives an overview, and it gets down to the bottom and asks this question. Were the layoffs necessary? Yes. Layoffs sometimes mistakenly signal that a company is weak or injured. Yet GM's operations have been performing well over the last few years. In 2017, GM grossed $10.7 billion in operating income up from $10.6 billion in 2016 and $7.9 billion in 2015. Cash flow from operating activities in 2017 was $17 billion. So why layoffs and why now? And it goes into this, market dynamics, customer preferences, competition, company dynamics. It just keeps going and going, explaining that why this had to happen. Wow. And and it's a neat, I'm, not, I'm obviously not going to you know, go through the whole article here, but Take take an objective look, and I know that again. If, if you're listening to this and you lost your job, you're probably going to go, "Hey, stick it, Jason." Exactly. <laughs> They've already turned the show off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, I guess I guess whatever makes me feel better about it. it my job, I'm a product manager. I'm a digital product manager. My job is to understand business needs, and when I lost my job, I had to say, "I my job is to understand business needs, and I know this is the needs of the business. I don't like it." But it needs to happen for the business to stay alive. The business doesn't stay alive because of me. I wish I was in that position to say otherwise. Yeah. But it's – God, it just sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. Anybody who lost their job because of these layoffs, come on down to Nashville. I'll buy you a beer. Promise. I'm going to make sure I link up this article. Good job, Manny. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for finding that. Uh, let's see. GM bashing reaching fever pitch. General Motors job cuts. A harbinger of the next crash. That's Al Jazeera. What do you expect them to say? Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Doom and gloom. GM's secret plan to shut plants. Cut jobs likely signals more to come. That was Detroit Free Press. Don't just blame Trump for GM's layoffs. Blame GM. Your six cars that GM will stop. We already know that. Uh, GM's long history in Oshawa is not over yet. That's in Toronto Star. GM moves, puts Ford in the hot seat. No cuts or anything. Uh, just look at kids. Oh, idling the plant. They also say that too. Yeah. Idling. Idling. Well, Very first auto plant I ever worked in when I was an engineer has been gone for a long time. Yeah. Now there's a giant ass RV center and uh, right on the spot right there in, no in Novi, Michigan. Wow. Drive by and I'm like, I remember there's a massive giant sprawling plant that made Lincoln's here. Wow. And now you can buy a big old RV, go cross country in your RV, <laughs> go to the NASCAR race, maybe buy a Silverado HD and tow it behind it. All right. Sucks, dude. Sucks, but we had to talk about it this week. It's all over, we, man. We it's did. all. And uh, once again, guys, get your voicemails. We want to hear from you. We, we No voicemails this week, um, but um, 
kind of a tough episode this week. But it's our job, you know, it is. to give our point it is. of view. It's been it's very been very gloomy here in Detroit this week. Very not only the weather, but but this this it's kind of this cloud that's been hanging over the city this week. Like every day, you know, more and more of what's going to happen here and what's going to happen here and Thanks for thanks for everybody for for sticking around and, and listening to this episode with us, and um, we really want to hear from you. We really want to hear from you. Yep. So get your voicemails in, and uh, we'll be back at, back at it again uh, next week. You got it. See you then. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at five eight six four eight six three one eight two. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya.